0: season's greetings hello merry christmas happy holidays hello. happy yes. hanukkah we don't want to offend anyone tune but in to episode. yes um it was a fun episode this whole week has been a lot of entertainment stuff that like a oh lot of good God. entertainment yes. stuff you know the golden globe noms are out we're getting into award season which yes. is minor and Math's favorite time of the year Love it. Um, you know rogue one came out so there's just a lot of stuff Woo! that happened and that we chat about and math's going to tell you right now
1: yeah like like uh john said we're about to get into awards so we talked about like the the globes that most stuck out to us and there's some really interesting things in there that i think might be foreshadowing a really good year for the oscars despite the fact that jimmy kimmel is hosting i'm over it yeah. i'm over it guys i'm totally over it it's fine it's fine
0: Oh my Anyways. god!
1: <laughs> <laughs> we talked about obviously I don't like it, but that's a conversation for whenever we. Oh get my god! To just Oscars. keep going. <laughs> we we talk about Rogue One in depth, people. Like yeah. major spoilers. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch it and come back and listen to the Rogue Mon, Rogue Mun Rogue, Rogue One. Month? The Rogue Month, yeah. Come back and listen to the the segment. About the movie. Whenever you start hearing us talk about it, it's about 40 to 45 minutes. So just skip forward if you'd like to hear yeah. the the ending bit of the episode. But after we talked about Rogue One, the ending bit of the episode is uh, from our friend Barlow's email. He asks us to be a few questions about uh, Merry Christmas versus saying Happy Holidays. Yeah. And we talk a little bit about the Christmas season and just our thoughts about what this time of the year actually is and right. what it means to both of us and yeah yeah it's a really good episode
0: it is it's a it's a it's a fun episode for us um yeah,
1: and um before oh. you go, I just wanted to say real quick this is our last episode of the of the year yeah we will not so have we one won't next be doing week. one yeah we won't be doing next one next week, but yeah. we will see you guys in the new year
0: yes we will and as always, you can hit us up at our email, like Barlow did, hellonadoo at gmail.com. Yeah, thank you, Barlow. We thank you. We were high and
1: dry there for yeah. a little while.
0: H <laughs> E L L O A N D A D I U at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter, which Barlow also hit us up on saying he emailed us. Thank you, Barlow, at oh, hello the And then rate, subscribe, and review us on iTunes because yeah. that's cool.
1: It is so cool, and it'll help people find the podcast.
0: Yes. So we hope you guys right. enjoy the episode. Enjoy. Hi Mathis. Hello, John. I was trying How to think doing? of a fun like Star Wars thing to say. I was gonna say like may the force be with you, but that's kinda like a goodbye more than a hello.
1: Yeah, it kind of is. So
0: hello. Salutations. Salutations <laughs> and seasons greetings, Mathis. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing okay. It's very cold here.
1: Oh uh, yeah. I've been seeing the uh the the weather what's what are those things called? Forecast? Uh huh. Yeah. But forecast is future talk, right? Forecast isn't present. Yeah, it's what's to come. Yeah, so I've been seeing it as it's going on, like looking at the temperatures where you're at, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, it's
0: supposed to get to like negative 15 tonight, like actual temperature.
1: Oh. Yeah. Oh my god.
0: I know. I know.
1: It's basically like Hoth if it starts blowing wind around. And you'll be riding a Tauntaun everywhere because there's not going to be cars that can go over the mountains. Yeah, exactly. Inside an animal. You're going to sleep inside the the Tauntaun.
0: Yeah. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Uh, You know, last week I talked about going through like an identity crisis. Yes. And remember what I said? I was like, I bet you next week I'm not even going to be like thinking about this stuff. And what do you know? Like It went away? That's just how that's just how weird people are. You know, one thing something is like the biggest thing on your mind, and then the next week you're like, I'll think about that at New Year's. Yeah. Well not New Year's. It is weird how the New
0: New mind Year, works you know? like that.
1: Yeah. You don't know what's best for you and you don't know how important something is to you because it changes. So it sure frequently. do. It's weird. It sure
0: do. It sure do. This has been like How's your week going? My week? Uh it was okay. You know, it's, okay. <laughs> it's just <laughs> school leading up to breaks are always. You are ready for Christmas. Yeah. School leading yeah. up to breaks is always very, uh, I don't even know the right word to use, chaotic, crazy. Chaotic. Yeah, train wreck. All the kids are just like, get me out of here. And so are the teachers. So everyone's just in and a mood. And so bad are the teachers, mood. yeah. And we have to go yeah. through Wednesday this week. So no one's happy. But, you know, <laughs> but then I realize people with normal jobs, like they have to work. A lot more than people in schools do. So really, then I think hmm. we can't complain.
1: We're blessed. Yeah. Hashtag
0: #Blessed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that reminds me of uh, the 24 Karat song from Bruno oh, Mars. Oh yeah. Hashtag #Blessed. And basically, yeah, hashtag #Blessed. Since you've visited, now I listen to that song recreationally. And oh. before it was the annoying song uh-huh. on the radio, and now I am like so into it. I was like blasting it in my office it's earlier a, this it's week. It's a fun and a song. A coworker came and like closed the He's door like, on me. And can you away. not? yeah like um don't do that <laughs> stop
0: <laughs> this has been yeah, like it's, a crazy it's been a good week with yeah all the stuff that we like in regards to like entertainment and like movies that we've been waiting for mm-hmm. and the golden globe noms. it's like the first noms of the season i think the sag nom really came out exciting too, but uh the critics choice came out yeah but we're not gonna talk we're just gonna talk golden globes
1: yeah, let's just go straight into the Golden just, Globes. That's because... what the people want, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Exactly. They're like, "Hey, we don't care about you." Yeah, no. We care about the films. Uh I don't I I actually was really excited number 1 because these are our our first like big awards and it reminds me that the Oscars are around yeah. the corner. And as much as the Oscars don't really matter, they're still a lot of fun. I yeah. and I I, I, I would yeah. disagree with you. <laughs> Never. <laughs> um yeah, so that made me really excited. And then also, there were a few things in there that um, that surprised me. And then I went, you know what? The Oscars might, be, might not be as predictable as I thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I was really surprised that Hacksaw Ridge got three nominations, three really heavy hitter nominations. It was nominated for Best Director, Mel Gibson, Best Picture, and it was nominated for uh, Best Lead Actor, Andrew Garfield. This comes back to that conversation where I'm so excited that Andrew Garfield isn't Spider Man anymore because yeah. Andrew Garfield is such a good actor. Right. Like he could and and I saw that nomination, I went, He could win an Oscar this year. That's like amazing. he legitimately might win. Yeah, and that would be awesome because he's he's terrific. Yeah. And Mel Gibson is such a good filmmaker. Like I just didn't think Hacksaw Ridge would get that sort of recognition. Really? And yeah, but the thing is, is that Hollywood loves a comeback story. They love that Mel Gibson fell down on his ass <laughs> and he got back up. And, and shouted And like, still things. made a great movie. Well, that was him falling on his ass, John. Okay. Mobby. <laughs> so one of the, am uh, trying to think of some of the other ones. One of the other ones that I was really excited about, although I have not seen Manchester by the Sea, was mm-hmm. that Casey Affleck is nominated. And you know I love Casey Affleck. Yeah two of my favorite actors are Casey Affleck and Ben Foster and Ben Foster who wasn't actually nominated for Hell or High Water but was in like this amazing movie Hell or High Water got a ton of noms. Jeff Bridges got nominated. I think it got nominated for Best Original Screenplay uh-huh. and I think it got nominated for Best Picture if I remember right. It did, yep. But that was one of those movies where I was like that movie is going to get zero like awards attention because movies like that always do and it I was like, okay. Okay, hey. Oh. Okay. I'm a little excited. That's nice. What about you? You got anything?
0: Really? The Okay, two things. The first thing that really made me go, what? Was Deadpool <laughs> being nominated. I knew you were going to say that. Because that type of movie never gets nominated. You know, like a big budget yeah. superhero movie. And granted, it's a very different than normal superhero movies. But it was nominated for Best Motion Picture which, yeah,
1: like Best Comedy. And it came in out in February. Category.
0: And movies that come out early yeah. year yeah. never get nominated. Um, so for some reason, there was some
1: push somewhere in the, the organization to get Deadpool up there. Because movies, like you just said, movies in February, th- to get a movie in February in that category is very hard. Which means that somebody was doing something behind the curtains yeah. to like get that movie some acknowledgement. I'm more excited that Ryan Reynolds was nominated. That's just there, what I was going to say.
0: Movie. And he's nominated. Which, I mean, he deserves it, and so does the movie. I mean, the movie was one of the better, you know, comedy movies of the year, and so I'm actually glad that, you know, these high-esteemed awards actually, you know, go with what the people actually think, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, and going off of that, uh, I was really happy that Stranger Things was nominated for Best Show because that's one of those shows that the entire public could adore and then the Globes would be like
0: that's right with us
1: you know like we're not going to nominate that so when I saw that I was like yes that's exactly like Deadpool They they hear the people nominate what what the general public fell in love with this year yeah you and know?
0: that I feel like this is like the first year that they've done that in recent years at least that I can remember
1: yeah it'll be interesting to see if it sort of uh, falls over into the yeah Oscars right. noms as well like I would love to see this sort of layout happen with the with the oscars as well
0: yeah um the one that's going around the internet of snubs was finding dory and that that got ooh, yeah boo
1: fair to be fair i didn't see it
0: oh well you honestly you would just think that it would get nominated because it was one of those you know most anticipated cartoon yeah. movies or animated movies it did really well people really liked it And instead, My Life as a Zucchini got nominated. And I am not making that up. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know of what that movie is. Just seeing (laughs) the movie title, My Life as a Zucchini, first of all, me. And then second of all, (laughs) (laughs) what an odd name for a movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, every year with the animation category, I'm just like, "Okay, didn't see that, didn't see that, didn't see that. Don't have to see most of these movies." I wonder if they just were like, "We're not going to give you any more like uh soft pitches, Pixar." Like you don't just get nominated because you're Pixar. You you better make a a good movie. And the general reception to Finding Dory was really lukewarm. Nobody was yeah. talking about it, you know, nobody was excited about it.
0: But I feel like the animated category is really the one that they really just throw in all the animated movies that made a lot of money. Honestly, and then there's one that like people never heard, like "My Life as a Zucchini."
1: Well, Kubo was like borderline flop, unfortunately, and I think that it's not gonna win, even though it probably deserves it, because Mm -hmm. nobody saw it. You know, I went and I think you did. Uh huh. Do you like it?
0: Yeah, it's really good.
1: Yeah, I heard it was awesome. And I I am gonna watch it. I really wanted to go because no one else went, you know. I was like, man, I gotta uh-huh. go support Kubo. But I was so busy, you know. The film was like knee deep at that time, and I just yeah. didn't have the time to go. But I mean, as much as I wish Kubo would win, it's gonna be Zootopia. It's the only movie that people were talking about much further after you know it was released.
0: And I th- I I would say that one deserves to win. That's yeah, you my... having
1: seen the two, yeah, probably heavier hitters in that category yeah yeah something um, else I'm really yeah, Go ahead. go
0: for it no you go you go
1: <laughs> something else I'm really excited about and I hope spills over into the Oscars because this is this is what I really wanted to happen is that Amy Adams got nominated for Arrival you love and, Amy Adams well number one I love Amy Adams but what if what if she's nominated for the Oscar do you know how often a lead performance in a sci-fi movie gets nominated? Like,
0: never. Oh, I see.
1: That's huge. They don't like genre films. That's kind of why movies like Hell or High Water sort of don't get nominated because it's like, well eh, it's not really, you know, the Oscar drama that we were hoping for. But right, you know, it's sort of like them opening their eyes to, you know, like this is a very powerful and beautiful movie, and it's about aliens. You know, that's <laughs> right. That's okay. So I really hope she gets nominated again. This is one of her best performances. Obviously, I could list like 10 performances by her that I think are her best performances, but uh-huh. but we'll leave it right there. <laughs> I'm yeah, just, right. Like you said, I'm, I'm a big fan of Amy Adams, so that made me really excited.
0: So the SAC Award noms actually did come out a few days ago, and I just looked, okay. and Amy Adams got the nom. Oh, really? Yeah, so snaps to her.
1: For Arrival or...? Yeah. Was she in a different
0: one, too? I forget what else she was in this year.
1: Nocturnal Animals, which actually got a few Globe nominations as well. Yeah. One of the cool things that the Globes do that the Oscars don't is that they do the TV awards as well. Yeah. So I looked through all those nominations, and I was like, I've literally seen, like, two of these shows. I'm, like, such a not TV person at all. I was like, haven't seen it, haven't seen it, don't know who they are, don't know who they are. Just not my thing. It's my thing. But congrats so, to them.
0: <laughs> yeah, good for you, TV. You did good.
1: <laughs>
0: so, we actually got an email this week, Mathis. Woop woop. The first time since the beginning of time. Yeah, you haven't read it yet. But it's In the from. the beginning, there were many emails. And the then beginning there were of none. time. Uh, it's from one of, one of my college roommates, David Barlow, <laughs> who is. I think we've actually told a story on here about him. Maybe not.
1: I think we've told one, yeah. Uh, about I can't remember. The,
0: at the Pentecostal church and we did the, there was the offering. I think we told oh, that. Here, didn't did we, we talk
1: about, did we talk about that on hello? I don't Dude, know. I if not, remember.
0: there's a story at the end of his email that is, it's another example of us in churches and weird offering things. And it's the best. Um, but I'm excited. so he wrote us an email and oddly enough, the things we were going to talk about today, he kind of wrote in question form. So we're just going to go through his email and then talk about, the things so his email is going to be widespread throughout this episode oh but he's so says, lucky
1: <laughs> barlow
0: you was so lucky uh so it says hi john and mathis comma very formal i <laughs> i saw rogue one a star wars story today and wanted to know your thoughts on it compared to the force awakens
1: oh well we're just gonna go we're gonna we're like, just gonna talk about rogue the one. whole thing yeah but that that is a very specific question and i appreciate him asking that also, yes. can I just say, I'm excited for when we get so far into the Star Wars anthology films, like the spinoff series, that we don't have to put a Star Wars story in the title. Like, we can just call it Rogue yeah. One. And well, and that's what like, they oh, did
0: okay. in the movie. They didn't put that in the title.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. So. It's it's such we're, a... we the, It makes sense, though. It's like a marketing thing where it's like, if you're going to put up a Star Wars poster, you better put the word Star Wars on the poster.
0: Right. Right.
1: Yeah. So... Let's just, we both just saw it. I saw it yesterday. I think you saw it yesterday.
0: I saw it Thursday night and then I saw it again yesterday. So oh. I've now seen it twice. And I you have, beat me I... to
1: the double, the double viewing. I was trying to get to <laughs> yeah. mine. but That's all uh, right. we're just going to talk really in depth about it. We're just going to go through our, our feelings about the film. So if you haven't seen it yet, like the opener says, we're going to be talking about it for a little while. And, uh, If you don't want to hear anything, like you haven't seen it yet, then you can uh, skip forward. But it's about to get really uh, juicy and nitty-gritty and whatever details come to mind we're going to talk about. Real juicy. Real juicy. Okay, well,
0: where where do we start? Um, General thoughts? I would, yeah, I would just say overall thoughts.
1: Okay, well, I thought it was great. I was just exhilarated the entire time. And I can't remember who told me. But someone said, this is the Star Wars movie that all the really hardcore Star Wars fans were looking for. In the sense of like, you know, we weren't looking for uh, a movie like The Force Awakens that shows us what we already know, what we've already seen. We were looking for something that showed us new cultures and new planets and new uh, species and different things going on in the political sphere and different ways of being, you know. And I was seeing... Just little bits of that throughout the movie. And I was like, that's what I wanted. Like, I wish The Force Awakens was more that way. But at the same time, I know that um, that's not the movie they needed to make. The Force Awakens is the movie that they needed to make first.
0: Right. So and I'm actually surprised that. that you liked it as much as you did. Because honestly, I think my, my overall feeling is I actually really did like it. <clears> throat> my throat> only uh, criticisms of it is I think it really lacks complexity. And I think it lacks the... Um, good story arcs of characters. But then when I was thinking about it, like you said, that's not the movie they were going to make. I don't think they needed to do that, especially um, at the end because of what the end is. It kind of makes sense as to why um, they didn't do those things. And the question that I'm going to pose to you is because, okay, I don't think it's really justified in them making it. Honestly, like I'm trying to think why they needed to make this movie. And I do not see a reason. Besides well, the point, you're just, yes, you're getting a little extra into the world of Star Wars. Yeah. But it's in the storyline of what we already knew. Um, and I don't necessarily think they needed to make it.
1: Well, I don't think it's the best spinoff film they could have made. A good spinoff film would be something that I know actually zero about. And it wasn't a prequel, it was just a, a movie. And unfortunately, the next spinoff is a prequel that's probably going to have the same sort of energy to it. Like, I don't need to know this, but this is fun. So I will say, I and don't I, I don't think it's a necessary film. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, and I don't... Like, I'm glad that they're doing prequels. I'm not against the prequels of the Star Wars. I guess what I'm against in this one in particular is that they did it in between storylines that we knew. Like, if you're going to do a prequel, if you're going to tell a story about Star Wars that we don't know Mm -hmm. don't do it in the realm of the death star don't do it in the realm of you know that time that we already know um because we know that (laughs) but one (laughs) thing i will say already know (laughs) and this is like the biggest spoiler i think of probably what we're going to talk about is the one reason i really appreciate this movie is that they kill all their characters at the end because mm-hmm. movies never do that, especially big budget movies, because they're afraid to kill off characters, because characters are what make them money. You know, the whole story is what makes them money. And so for them to kill literally every rebel, main rebel, yeah, and even, I mean, even the bad guy, like, they killed everyone. And I I respect that so much that it makes me like it so much more. And I'm not sure.
1: It would just be so frustrating. because well, I don't think in the original
0: cut that everyone died. That's what they're talking about. Yeah, because I I was looking at this article on um, things that were different in the teaser trailer. Uh Because there is a lot in the teaser trailer that didn't make it into the final cut. Um, Well, not a lot, but there's several things. Um, And mainly what it was is the battle at the end. There's a lot of clips of... Jin and uh cassian you know running on the beach and so there's a there lot is, in that yeah. realm where um they changed in the reshoots and also i think with the main bad guy i forget what his name is like Crenin or something whatever ben Mendelssohn's character yeah um the rumor is that he didn't die as well in the original um before the reshoots
1: oh so i wonder if that whole scene up on the top of the tower you, was just like they found which like you a can kind way of tell because
0: it's really it it's kind of a it's kind of stupid. Tell. Really, you couldn't tell. Mm-mm. It just it seemed well. It just seems so blah. You know. Really. He. Yeah, I mean. I think the way he died was blah. You know, just it just seems so. It seems like that's every movie. You know, where the the main evil guy confronts the main um protect no, is it protagonist
1: protagonist? Yeah, the lead yeah. character, the hero?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, they meet head-on uh someone who you think's dead comes up, shoots them once, and then everything's fine. It just seemed too cookie-cutter for me, I guess.
1: I get that, yeah.
0: Um but then, you know, everyone died and I was like, "Okay, hey. <laughs> I respect you."
1: Honestly, if everybody hadn't died or if like if like a lot of people didn't die and they made it safely, I would have been really upset because my, my thought would have been, this was literally a prequel. There was no reason to leave them alive. Like, right. so that would have made me more frustrated, like more frustrated than other movies where they are franchise building and they don't kill characters. And I go, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Obviously they have to be in the next four sequels, but I I would have been very upset if, if they would have left them alive. I would have been really? like, yo, this was this was like your one chance to really do something dramatic. And they right. went for it and I was like, thank you. I know. Everyone I went with was like, I can't believe they killed everybody. And I'm like, that's all I wanted. I was Ser- so That's
0: me too. I'm like, yes.
1: Yeah. I will say that largely I don't think the movie is necessary like we said a few minutes ago, but what's really interesting is I read this Hollywood Reporter article. I think it was this morning I read it. I don't know. My weekend's a blur. But it was saying we will never watch the original trilogy again the same way because of what we've seen that got them to the next point, got them to the next point. And I just kept, because I just rewatched A New Hope, I just kept thinking about this is now canon. What we saw in Rogue One is the canon. So all of this stuff happened, and it just gave it so much gravity where literally they were on the brink of defeat. You know, the rebellion is the the rebel alliance is like we can't we can't do anything this is the end the empire has won and you just have these like hopeless dreamers who say let's die for what we said we were going to die for and i it's it's enough for me to think the movie kind of deserves to exist just because of Like It it just gives me chills down my spine to think of how it recontextualized the trilogy. Just to think of everything that happens before those plans even get to Luke, it's like it's crazy. And I like all that stuff a lot.
0: I feel like the Star Wars is to you as Harry Potter is to me. And I feel like people maybe people were saying the same thing about Fantastic Beasts and how I would be like, no, it's necessary and it's great. And like someone, I could see you being like, eh, you know, it's probably not as good as people think, and that's how yeah, I'm perhaps. feeling about this in regards to Star Wars, and I'm like, eh, like I understand why people like it and how it gives it a little more depth, but I still think it's like, eh, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I just thought it was just freaking awesome. I, it's it's a war movie, and that really yeah. Made but me to me, like, too. I felt
0: like the battles kind of fell flat for me. I really well, wanted something more, f- more.
1: I I would agree with you. I wanted a better space battle. I like the space yeah. battle, but yeah, the space you know, was good. like I just rewatched A New Hope and Empire, and I'm watching those space battles. And I'm like, where are these battles in the new Star Wars movies? Like, this better be in Rogue One. And I didn't really get what I was looking for there. I I like it so so. I love the idea of trying to break the this thing that's creating a shield over a planet, and that the the plans are stuck inside. Like. There's so much like war movie stuff in that, like trying to get a signal out and trying to trans, uh information. And then you got the sniper scene and it's like, do we kill the guy? Do we not kill the guy? And you have like informants and you have spies, like all of this stuff that was just full on like war movie. And I was like, this is amazing. It's not necessarily that it's a film that needs to be made, but just the direction that they went with it. I was like, that's incredible. Yeah. I just loved the story. I loved uh, the what characters was were good too. Planets. I mean,
0: even though you don't get much of like where the characters came from, or you know, okay. there's really no depth to them. They were still really good characters. I and, thought they were great. You know, you do care about them in the end. Um, I wasn't really sad yeah. that really any of them died, but I, I you know, cried. you do care about them and you want them to succeed and you want them to, you know, not die, but they do. Well, what's
1: What's interesting, I I don't know if this has been confirmed yet, but apparently the original cut of the movie was darker, we think. I don't know oh. if anybody actually said that from from the production. But that's that's sort of like the rumor around the industry was that it was too dark and that's why they did the reshoots. But when I was I would watching have loved it, for it to
0: be more dark.
1: <laughs> honestly, like when I was watching it, I was like, I'm glad that it's not as dark as it, it was if that was true. Like the the sense of hope in the movie I thought that I didn't want it when we were talking about this movie like months ago. And then I was watching it and I was like, no, this is what I wanted. This is definitely what I wanted. Like Donnie Yen's character talking about um, the force and talking about like holding on and the faith, the faith in the impossible. I was like, where, where would the movie be without that? Yeah, yeah pretty... that's kind of what
0: Star Wars is. It's all about. Exactly. You know, exactly. And it yeah. is, You're right. It is what people want. And I guess with the part it's dark there was enough. one Trust part me, of me everybody dies yeah there was like one part of me that kind of wanted it to be you know more gritty and but mm. they didn't make it for me
1: <laughs> they tried to
0: you're you're right they did they called they, and i was like they really you did know, try you're yeah. like
1: hey john can we make a movie for you you said no i'm said, got no, fantastic peace they're making <laughs> yeah. it for me
0: exactly
1: <laughs> i really like uh diego luna's character a lot too yeah like that moment where he breaks down and he's like some people just couldn't sit by and like had to do something so stop judging me for my actions and he like gets in Jen's face i was like i was shook to use your language i was shook. like that's 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 the war movie vibe i was like that's just like that is war right there and the things that he was doing for the cause i was like startled you know i loved yeah. it where he just the one guy who's attacking the stormtroopers in the town, you know, and he yeah. just shoots him because he's about to drop the bomb on Jen. I was like, "That is that moment alone just it captured the tone of this movie." That's exactly. It really did. That's, that's exactly the too. gravity of the situation. You know, like mm-hmm. it's not about a single person; it's about saving the universe. You know, oh freaking love that. <laughs> you you have no idea, like if you'd been with me when I came out of this movie, you could not calm me down for like three hours. That was just
0: so surprising to me, honestly. Really? I didn't. Yeah. I really didn't think you were going to like it this much. (laughs) I'm glad you did, but it's not
1: perfect. It's not perfect, but, um, but it's enough for me. It's, it's thrilling. It's, it's the war elements. It's the characters. Like you said, I I love the characters. I,
0: yeah, I also love, they were really good characters and I, Mm-hmm. I'm sure in novel form, which I think they are making kind of a novel version of this, I think you probably would get a little more, which I don't know oh, if yeah, that's what people sure. want. But um, it is. <laughs> oh, OK.
1: In Star Wars, um, there was another article I was reading and they were like, anybody with any single bit of a speaking role in Star Wars, you can believe they have an entire backstory and an arc. And everybody wants to know everything about that character. Right. Like, think about how much everybody loves Admiral Ackbar. Yeah. You know, and it's like who is Adam Ackmar? Ackmar. Oh, yeah. Akbar. Akbar. It's like well I could tell you all of these things about him because someone has written them, you know. Yeah. Um I also really enjoyed the pace and having having rewatched The Force Awakens. It's one of the biggest problems with the movie. Like I rewatched it that morning before going to see Rogue One. It's just like, slow down, just slow down a little bit for the moments to sink in. And that's not really JJ's, um, hot, not hot point, uh, best skill. It's not his strongest, yeah, uh, place. But I felt like this movie left you in those moments of despair or left you in those moments of contemplation like, do we kill him? Do we go? Should we stay? How do we do this? And like, those those like really contemplative moments on the ship when it's like traveling through hyperspace and everybody's just like sitting there and like suffering and trying to figure out how to like keep going that stuff I was like this is so good like they're not even doing anything and I am just like feeling it Ugh. I love that and to to answer Barlow's question since I did just mention The Force Awakens I I like Rogue One infinitely better than The Force Awakens for sure
0: I did not, but I know. that's okay. I know. <laughs> Why not? Oh, sorry, if you're gonna say something else about it.
1: Well, what I was gonna say was, I felt like Rogue One asked more from me as a viewer. Like, I could just like sit down with The Force Awakens and be like, Yeah, I know this story. Uh huh. Yep. Droid finds girl. Girl finds the ship. Ship goes. I'm like, okay. See, but I
0: felt like this movie like hit the same points that other movies hit as well. Like, it didn't, like, nothing really took me by surprise, besides the ending.
1: But it, it it engaged me in the sense of, like, I had to be paying attention, you know? Like, who are we going to kill? Who are, who do we have to find? Why do we have to find them? You know, it kind of felt like a, uh, a Jason Bourne or, like, a 007 movie, which makes sense since the guy who wrote all the Bourne movies wrote the reshoots. I don't know how much of the beginning of the movie is his work, but... It's so weird because this and The Force Awakens, they, like, fired and hired new writers in the, like, middle of the movie. It's...
0: Yeah. There's a lot at stake for these movies. I mean, they, like, they really have to be good. Otherwise, it's kind of like with the Fantastic Four reboots. It's like if you mess it up, like, every, yeah, everything that you have dumb. planned for the future is done. And they yeah, put so Spider-Man. much money and so much time into planning these that they kind of just really have to be good. Otherwise, mhm you know they're kind of screwed on their like decade plan
1: and i don't know if it was a a publicity move or if it was like a if it was a sincere thing but gareth edwards said you know you're not always in a position where you can go out and do like heavy reshoots to fix certain problems with your story and it, I'm, it's really a privilege to be able to go out and say that didn't work let's try it again and i was like that's right. a really good perspective like if he's actually being humble on his own behalf and not to try to save face with the studio then i was like that's super cool because that's exactly that's exactly the mindset with reshoots unless the studio is like suffocating your movie and it's like no it's got to end this way and you can't have this happen but but i do wonder if we have a better movie because they did the reshoots you know yeah
0: it would be very interesting to know what they did reshoot um yeah because i i do think that i would honestly think that the tone would be different if not all of them died you know I think the overall tone of where
1: yeah because leading up to their death it's like we have if we can just do this one thing we can win if we can just do this one thing and if they were able to do the one thing and then they're like and we got away you'd be like no I don't buy that and
0: it's not really reality you know yeah this is one movie where it is kind of more realistic of wartime where a lot of times people don't get out alive and they sacrifice themselves for the cause. And unfortunately in movies today, there's always that, you know, that glimmer of hope at the end where everyone makes it and everything goes right. And it was nice to see something more Yeah, I love movies that morbid. are
1: like morbid. <laughs> I love movies that are like, sometimes you you have to like, I love movies that are like you can sit by and let the whole world burn or you can, like, sacrifice and be the hero and do whatever you can to help, like, the world stop burning. Like, and the ending doesn't work as well if, if that doesn't happen. And I think that's, like, that that stuff was just so moving to me and that's why I was really into it. I, I didn't feel like The Force Awakens really had... A a thing like that in it that just like stirred me up, where Mm -hmm. it was like we have to like we can't be put down, and that brings me to that brings me to my point that like this is the one of the most like interesting moments in all of the Star Wars timeline history, and that's why they're making another movie about the freaking Death Star because this is literally the end of the Republic. All of like the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Jedi have died the universe or not the universe but the empire has just built a machine that can shoot a planet and kill it the like the rebels have nothing left the like everything it's just such a great place to set a story and that's di- like probably about a half hour into the movie i realize oh that's why they made this movie you know they they couldn't help themselves it was just it's too juicy the rumors of the planet killer and the people who are being forced to do this and the fact that the empire is running cities and running jails and like they're everywhere and you know you have like Donnie Yen's character talking about like you know there were jedi here at one point and it's it's gone and it's sad and we mourn them and we try to keep going like just the setting is just so dramatic and so moving i don't i mean like i could just talk about it forever because this is my universe, you know, like you were saying. This is yeah. where this is where I live, you know. This is my thing. And It is. And, and, and you I did can not tell think because be like
0: you're, you're and you can tell that you're the movie person cuz you have these very exquisite ex- explanations and I'm like, "I like the Stop, fighting John. scenes." <laughs>
1: Stop, John.
0: <laughs> wow, that uh, character was really cool.
1: <laughs> something I want to talk to you about that I've and you've seen it two times, so you could actually answer this maybe. Mhm. There's a lot of cameos and there's a lot of special appearances, and while I was watching it, I thought it was really awesome the way they did them, and I was thinking to myself, "But will it hold up as we continue to watch it, or will it just feel like them throwing us these like, um, what's the word, um, f- like fan bones, like um, yeah, f- fan love? What's the term? I'm not sure. It's like when, I when think... they do stuff just for the fans. It's yeah. called um. There's a word for it. There's a term because they do it all the time in Star Trek and, and in the Marvel movies. I don't know. I can't remember. The, but Easter what'd eggs? What would you think? Well, uh, yeah, Easter eggs.
0: Honestly, I thought that they did just enough. Um, I don't think it was over-exaggerating. Um, I thought the mm-hmm. stuff with uh, – um, I don't know what his name is. The bad guy on the ship that they did the CGI face for.
1: Grand Moff Tarkin.
0: Yeah, I thought his was really good, Uh, and that seemed to be the consensus. Yeah, that seemed to be the consensus online too. That it was really like a highlight of the movie. Um, I
1: did. um, I did read an article that said like it's just too unbelievable. Like his, he's it looks too fake, and like they the they couldn't figure out why they would make his role that big and not be able to pull off that effect. What do you think?
0: Right. Um, I understand what they're saying. I think it looked Mm -hmm. good enough. Um, the I feel like the only part that was weird, and it was the same with Leia, was the mouth. I feel like they can never get the mouths right. I don't know it's what it such is a, about. It's a
1: weird thing to mimic, you know. It is, but that's, that's it. That, that's really I my Leia only criticism. It looked amazing. She really I was like, did. Yeah, I, I was like, oh my god, that and is the creepy. Thing is, and the first time I saw Tarkin, I was like, this is really creepy because
0: yeah. it looks so much like him. Yeah, it's it's pretty good, and honestly, and I really I did like the Darth Vader stuff, and I'm glad that he wasn't in it that much. Um, I thought that he really held that like authoritative power, which I didn't mm-hmm. think Ben Mendelson's character had. And I really, really wanted him to have it. Um,
1: yeah. Well, the trailers sort of painted him as like the menace and yeah. He was just the,
0: and so maybe that's my own fault for reading into it, but I really wanted him to Don't be something. Don't watch trailers, more. John. I know, right? <laughs> I'm a trailer whore. Um, <laughs> but Ooh, I like the wordplay there. Thank you. Um, the one part I really, really liked with Darth Vader is when he was talking with Ben Mendelssohn's character, and he's Ben Mendelsohn's character. Mm-hmm. And, um, the ben Mendelsohn character what, I forget what he asked, but he's like, "Oh, so I'm still in charge," and that, and yeah. then he starts choking him, and you're just like, "Yes, Queen." Yeah, and then you're like the you were line never where he's like, "Don't choke on your aspirations," and I'm like, "That's so perfect." That's Darth like, Vader. It just shows like he really is like one of the best villains that we've had. Uh-huh. in cinema for the past, you know, 30, 40 years. And he still holds up. I don't think he didn't look the. it looks hard. He did look off and he looked a little more jovial and more sassy. Honestly, he didn't hold himself like physically the same way, mm-hmm. but I think it was because uh, Earl uh, James Earl Jones was still the voice. And, you know, he still had the, the power of words that Darth Vader has. Um, mm-hmm. But he definitely looked more meh. Which is fine. I mean, it's what it is. what it is. But I really, really loved at the end. when oh, um, I know. That part was... Pr- Honestly, it's probably one of my favorite parts in the movie just because it same. is that nostalgic um, part where you see a lightsaber for the first time. And it's just so... Uh, it's just so awesomely Darth Vader where... You they know, just
1: used it so well, uh, you know?
0: It's complete darkness. It's the same uh, in Force Awakens, actually, when... Uh, Ray turns on her lightsaber for the first time, and just the lightsaber light is the only thing that fills the screen. And you're just like, yes. And then all the Force stuff, I just thought it was so good. Um, Yeah. I just went on a rant. I'm not sure if I answered your question. (laughs) Oh, the one thing I really thought they could have left out was R2-D2 and C-3PO. I was like, that one part, I was like, okay, now you're pushing the limits there if they would have kept that one out i would have said it was the perfect amount of nostalgia perfect I couldn't, amount I
1: Couldn't decide yeah
0: and i just i mean and it was such a short short little thing that well, like i'm fine th- that it was in there but i definitely didn't think that was necessary
1: one of my favorite things was when the team oh my god just for a second when the rebel alliance shows up at Seraph and starts attacking like the shield oh my god i was like it's not the best space battle in Star Wars, but I was still like, oh my yeah. God, this is amazing. It does and what hit made like it... that
0: little part of you that's like, yes,
1: space battle. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And one of, the, um, one of the things that really just sent it over the edge for me was that the gold team and the red team who were flying around fighting the the shield opening, those were the actors in, the, in Star Wars. Right. Those were them, you know, so, you know, gold leaders, like gold leaders standing by, and I was like, that's actually gold leader that is the guy from the first Star Wars film I was like this is some crazy sorcery going on in this movie because they they like bled the worlds together in a way where you didn't think they were trying to to like hide that they couldn't do it they were like no we can do it yeah and then did you notice they gave that really specific beat or uh, sort of prolonged beat where red 5 like went down did you notice that where it no. was like, Oh, Red Five's going down and then Red Five blows up? Red Five is Luke Skywalker. So it's basically oh, saying interesting. Red Five is dead. There is no red five now. Like that's what the oh, whole wow. thing is saying. Yeah. See, that's so, like, something
0: that the normal audience member would not catch.
1: I was losing myself.
0: I, I was if I knew I all gone. that, I probably would too, but yeah.
1: Like that moment where they were like, Red Five and he got shot down. I was like, Oh my god, Gareth Edwards, I could just hug you so hard right yeah. now. Like that is just such a it's such yeah there's so many little things like that in the movie or like you know when um when jen goes to that planet jedi or whatever it's called
0: yeah i know what you're talking about jet it's like jadu or something which
1: must be derivative of jedi since that temple is there you know like almost like they're named after the planetary system like these are the people of the planet and we call them jedi sort of thing Hmm. See, that's just another one of those things where I was like, oh, my God, this is so immersive. But you know how those those two thugs, like, bump into Jen and they're like, hey, watch where you're going. Yeah. Those are the people that attack Luke in the cantina. And Obi-Wan, like, uh, uh, what's the word when you take someone's arm off? Dismembers? No. Uh, I don't remember the word.
0: I was going to say decapitate, but that's a head. And actually, I did wonder at that part if there was something going on. Because I, last night, when I saw it the second time, um, mm-hmm. The audience was very energetic. First of all, (laughs) like
1: so, were they like, "Ooh!" When that happened,
0: yeah. And so I figured something was going on with him, but I didn't recognize him, so I didn't. I was like, "Whatever." Um, But yeah, they were very, they were an excited audience for a Saturday night. uh, That's time to get excited, don't you think? I guess. (laughs) You're like I never
1: get excited,
0: (laughs) unless it's Harry Potter.
1: And let me be the first to admit. I'm glad the opening crawl wasn't there.
0: <laughs> oh, good. I honestly, I didn't even think to ask you how you felt about that. Yeah, I They don't still know put, how... you know, in a galaxy far, far away type of thing. And I thought that was and a it, good I little thing. I think that worked well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine, though, like reading the opening crawl and then they show you a prologue? It would have just been like, just start the movie. Yeah. Like, it was its own opening crawl in a sense. And I think that that scene had to be there. Like, for one, it was a amazing scene. But for two, it, it sort of just starts painting three of your leads in the movie you know yeah like it really establishes them and then it fast forwards in time right it's also interesting i don't think they put up a header like 15 years later or anything like Mm-mm. that no i love that they didn't do that
0: yeah because it's kind of just insinuated and exactly I feel like everyone knows so it's like it's unnecessary mm-hmm. to put it in um yeah the, it was, was a awesome. v- it was a beautiful film i mean star wars the new oh updated God. star wars they really they do something in regards to, like their landscapes that is really unbelievable and I think it really is a game changer for moving forward with these types mm-hmm. of sci-fi movies because it is so realistic and it looks so good
1: well it's fun for Star Wars to look like all the other great sci-fi films of the year yeah you know? like I mean it looks like Prometheus when you're watching it and you're yeah. like that's what I want it to look like I want it to be like freaking awesome I
0: mean I know
1: I know <laughs> I know
0: yeah and looks it just it's it's a the it is really was, good
1: significantly better than The Force Awakens I thought. Yeah. There's yeah. a totally different style, you know, Yeah, that's like,
0: what I was going to say, but still yeah. it, they there's still like a standard that Force Awakens could have mm-hmm. met.
1: Mhm. The Force Awakens is not poorly shot either, but like the just the visuals of Rogue One. I was like, "Oh my god, this is so striking." Like these like you said the landscape shots and the way that they covered like the Imperials, like in the cities, and the way they covered the fight sequences. I was like, this is just really, really well shot. I was really into it.
0: And I will say, like all the other, well, like Force Awakens, and I would say probably other Star Wars movies, the robot is the one that. Oh, was I was going to ask you, K2SO? Yeah. He's amazing. They really like go for the robots as like a main character that really is a st- a scene stealer and i think it's because you know he was com- he was the comedy pretty right, much he's
1: allowed to say whatever, whatever the hell he, he wants. wants to so and he does he obviously comes off as a scene stealer because of that
0: and he was and i i loved every second yeah. of him
1: <laughs> you loved what
0: i loved every second that he was on
1: yeah what what i really like was that it seemed like with bb8 they were like let's just make another r2d2 and then that with k2so they were like Let's go in a different direction, like let's make a different kind of droid altogether, and yeah, and it one really
0: that even affected. like has almost a consciousness in itself, i mean it's well, they a all very do. yeah, it's but like, like, one like of those, with b b a and r two d two you know they don't talk, i guess c three p o does, but you know he has more of a human quality to him that we can relate to more so than They made BD8.
1: him very. They also made him very uh, useful, like incredibly useful, which was yeah. an interesting choice. And there was a lot of like really good writing in the terms of, oh, and then K2SO can come through and do this, and it actually yeah. is believable. It's not just someone who's beeping and bopping along with you, which is fine too. Like, obviously I love BB-8, yeah. but I was like, this is such a good direction to go with, the droid side but, character.
0: But I'm not sure then... You know, when a robot is kind of the scene-stealer character, it's kind of like, what is that saying about the other characters? And that's something I've been thinking about as well. You Mm -hmm. know, when the robot is the character that you care about the most and that you like the most, it's kind of like we Mm -hmm. might have to tweak something with other characters. Um, But I think just even instinctually, we like more, you know, the comic relief. I feel like typically those are the the characters that you remember and the characters that you like the most and i don't necessarily think that's a bad thing so maybe i don't know maybe my point is irrelevant but well i mean it's just hard with this movie when the characters there's so little character development um, and you don't know a lot about them that i feel like you know whatever his name is k230 whatever
1: k2so
0: oh k2so i just think i don't know
1: You know, here's an interesting point. The Force Awakens, almost everybody's favorite character is BB-8, and Ray, Finn, and Poe are incredibly well-written characters, especially Finn and Ray.
0: Yeah, you're right.
1: So it's like, it doesn't even matter that they're really well-written. People just like the cute, funny
0: thing. Yeah, you're right.
1: People always like the cute, funny thing. And I will say, it's not the best character development of a movie that I've seen, and and I have seen people critiquing it, like the characters are sort of like.
0: That's what I've seen too. But
1: thin and like man, yeah.
0: But then in the end, it's like you don't need to know that much about them because they're not going to carry on. And yeah, you know but you I do mean? want
1: to enjoy a movie while you watch it. You know, like you want to know uh, how Jin acts in these situations and how she handles this. Past but we got
0: an, star we got a little and... bit of Jin, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, so, it was good for me. Obviously, I'm like totally chill. You know, I'm over here like, "Yep, I'm good." I had a great time with the movie, and I don't even, I don't yeah. even think the character writing was super strong. But it's kind of hard because it's a very right. plotty movie. It's a very um, got to do this, and it's do such that, an go ensemble, so
0: you don't really have time mm-hmm. to go through every character. That was the exactly. fault in Suicide Squad. You know, they tried so hard to mm-hmm. give you character development of so many people in so little time right you're that. like
1: we don't even care about five of those people just don't talk exactly. about
0: them <laughs> yeah it, it's yeah, a really I really fun enjoyed movie. it and i know yeah, i have a lot really of com- fun i i have probably more negative things and positive things to say about it but that i still really enjoyed it and i thought it was a lot of fun i think it's just i wanted a little something more from it it felt very surfacy like i just i wanted some more roots hmm. um and but Seems you like know a lot of people that, did yeah But at the same time, it's just kind of what the movie is, you know?
1: Yeah. I do want to see, as as the movie is out longer and more people see it, if people find any sort of connections to The Force Awakens. Like if there was any sort of universe links between new material brought up in this movie and new material brought up in that movie that none of the other movies have talked about. Yeah. We'll have to see if that uh, ends up happening. I feel like it might, just because why would they not try to link the two new Star Wars movies. Right. The two Disney Star Wars movies that now exist, you know.
0: I'm just happy, you know I wondered if the reason they made it was to show Ray's parents. And I'm so happy that Jin and whatever his yeah. face was were not were not Ray's parents and that they died. Because now there's no chance that they were raised parents and we can just stop thinking about it.
1: Well the minute that rumor <laughs> came out, I was like, are there no one is dumb enough to make that movie. Like it, and it they were raised so obvious. parents. Yeah, it would but just then, be
0: cheap. It would be. But then for people like me, funny. I would understand why they made the movie, um, because you know they want to show. It's just more background information on characters and you know the later Star Wars. But I'm I'm so glad that really none of the connections in this movie will be hopefully in the later ones. Maybe there's a well, mention of someone or yeah. you know that, but that there's no like awesome lineage I'm the, stuff. Th-
1: Exactly, I'm the type of person who would get super excited if they mentioned one of those characters
0: I'm in sure like a they will. Star
1: Wars film. I'd be like, "Oh I'm my sure god!" I'm sure they will. But also, you know, like I was talking about the whole "you can't sit by and not fight" thing. Yeah, and I love that element, but I also love the unsung hero element of the movie, and because there is no link to what has come or what is. Going to come as far as like the ensemble goes, as far as yeah. Rogue One the team goes, that that sort of unsung hero vibe is just like thrusted up. You know, it's like heavy and it's powerful in the movie because they they purposefully are like, nope, that's not connected. That's not connected. This is this is just these guys. And, and I There's really do respect that because
0: do. they don't make movies like that really because they're honestly in definition they probably aren't money makers, mm-hmm. and so. I do respect that in the company, and really kind of just going for it, knowing that there's no more profit they can make from it besides just this movie.
1: And I mean, if it wasn't a Star Wars movie, you wouldn't see a movie like this because they know they can take that risk because people are still going to show up. because Exactly, because
0: this movie wouldn't work in something else that doesn't have that much, you know, backstory and that much forward. You know, it wouldn't work. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, the movie is a prequel in the sense that it very much rides on what you already know. Exactly. You know, like, my favorite YouTuber says sequels, well, I, I guess what he says is that original movies are, like, what happens, and then prequels are, like, how did it happen? So right. it's not even, like, the same movie structure to make a prequel. You're sort of no. writing things to be, like, this is why that. It's not as present tense as a, as a traditional movie typically is.
0: Yeah. People should see it. It's fun it's so. yeah it's good and yeah it's Moving on. i
1: assume that anybody who's listening to this has already seen it and if they're not then i don't know why they listen to this though
0: yeah because <laughs> so, you just learned all about the movie
1: let us know what you think though yeah we can totally move on we've definitely we've definitely talked the ear off this puppy but yeah i, um, I would love to hear what other people thought of it just because it is a very yeah, me too, star wars movie
0: yeah so moving on into Barlow's email, he says, As the holiday approaches, what are your thoughts on greeting others for the season? Merry Christmas? Question mark. Happy Hanukkah? Wonderful Kwanzaa? Or happy holidays? <laughs> There's I uh, I won't get into that part. Um, personally, I do not care what people say to me as long as it is about spreading cheer, peace on earth, and goodwill to humanity. Uh, it seems like there is always someone who will throw a fit if you do not list every possible group even if they make up less than 1% of the population. Just because a group is not mentioned does not mean they are hated. It would be exasperating to name every possible every possibility every time a group needs to be mentioned. This, I, this topic, I feel like, has only come around the past few years. And every year in these past few years, it's become such a huge thing. And I'm so annoyed with it. Is so it, annoyed. I don't
1: know if it's... <clears throat> I wonder if it's like the red cup thing though, where it's like it was. That was a, the start of it. Yeah, but it's that sort of thing where like nobody, nobody actually made it a big deal, and then everyone was saying, "Wow, why is this being such a big deal?" And it's like, yeah, but nobody cares about it. Like, I don't know anybody that was upset about the red cup thing, and I knew a ton of people who were like, "Why is everybody upset about the red cup thing?" I was like, I don't know anybody upset about it. I wonder oh, if I this see is what like you're saying. Yeah, what I'm saying is I th- I think maybe the war on Christmas is just over-exaggerated because I don't know anybody. Granted, I don't know, like my my day-to-day interactions, I'm not around people who are like, why would you wish me Merry Christmas? But I don't know yeah. anybody who's like trying to like you're right. say stop saying Merry Christmas. I, I mean, maybe it's just the people that you and I are constantly around. You know, you're in the Midwest and I mean, I'm with a lot of like-minded people day in and day out so i don't know like no but i think you're
0: right i think it probably started with a clickbait thing because you know we've talked about clickbait and how it like rules our society but i'm sure one person freaked out about it which they did for starbucks the red cup thing you know probably one person was freaking out and then they made it into this clickbait headline exactly and everybody was like why is everyone freaking out yeah yeah Um, exactly but i will say and this is not i don't want to make this political but there's a video going around of when Trump was campaigning back in late October, so right before the election, where mm. he said, we're going to make people say Merry Christmas again. And he went on I, to this huge, like, it wasn't even a huge rant, but he was saying, you know, yeah. we're going to, you know, talk Merry, we're going to say Merry Christmas. Or we're not going to let them take it away from us. He talked about how he was a Christian and all of that stuff. And um, so there are people that really do think this and say it but I don't know I could get into why I don't think he should have said that but
1: well I saw this clip I think it I think it was more recent I think he because he did rallies after he won and he he Uh did a few Christmas related um, yeah I saw that too rallies but maybe he's been saying it for a little while but honestly um Based on the type of thing that it was, and what other people are saying about the situation, was that he was just throwing, he was sort of throwing a little red meat to his supporters because his supporters are the type of people who are like, "Yeah, stop the war on Christmas." Yeah. So it's almost like he doesn't even like really care that much, but he's like, "Yeah, we're going to say Merry but Christmas it's just, again." And I'm not and not, not they're just, like, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> and I'm not saying this just towards Trump, but I mean, I feel like people that say that it's so unnecessary, and it just it creates mm-hmm. you know this divide between people that is just it, we don't need that like why are we fighting why is this the thing that we're fighting for when there's so many other issues that we could be actually going for right now you know why agree. are we it's just it's so silly to me and
1: i would agree but i also don't like the idea of anyone attacking someone for saying merry christmas to you know on the other side of the aisle if they're like i don't celebrate christmas like okay, are you going to say, I don't believe in God when I say God bless you? Like, I'm sorry. It's just the greeting of the season.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I would agree, but I would say that for any of, I could see people, I could, I could see people getting frustrated, like if they do celebrate Hanukkah or a different Mm. thing. Granted, I don't think Christmas, I know it technically is a Christian, um, uh, holiday? It is and it isn't. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, yeah. it's, it's so an like, in regards to like Santa and reindeer and elves, like that is so not what you know the Christian holiday is about. So I don't yeah, even I mean, think Merry Christmas can be considered a Christian holiday. Um, should
1: we you, put up like a trigger warning wherever you can buy Christmas trees? Like, whoa, there's Christmas <laughs> trees here. So yeah. if you're not okay with that, you might want to close your eyes and keep walking.
0: Right. But I think it's like, just, a, it's an American culture thing in regards to, yeah, it's, you it, know, it's, Christmas. Christmas so. is
1: America, for sure. It's a very, like, we all watch Christmas movies. We all love the Christmas season. We love the carols. We love the trees. We love the yeah. lights. It's not, so, and if anybody wants to, I mean, granted, I come from a place where I obviously celebrate Christmas and I am a Christian. So it's easier for me to say this than for a Jewish person to say this. But if anyone told me happy Hanukkah. I would not be upset, right? And granted, I know that's hard to say because I come from the majority in this one. I come yeah. from the people who do say Merry Christmas and who does celebrate Christmas, but I, well, I don't know. I like to think if I was in the opposite position, I wouldn't be.
0: Yeah. Well, and honestly, I this. think Merry Christmas is as vague as Happy Holidays. Honestly, like because in my opinion, it's it really Merry Christmas isn't mm-hmm. related to a specific religion. It's very much a culture thing, and I think it that makes it as vague as a happy holidays. Like when you say yeah, happy I mean, holidays, you're not being specific. And I feel like with Merry Christmas, yeah. it's the same. It's not specific to any religion. You know, you're not saying like, God bless the Virgin Mary, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> I, I guess, do
1: know people I, who aren't Christians who love Christmas. It's right. And it's I mean, you a, were saying like yeah. people
0: in your office who are Jewish, they're not offended mm-hmm. when people say Merry Christmas. and No, they, they really like Christmas. And just thinking do. about it, I I'm guessing where the, the Christianity part is coming from is because the word Christ is in Christmas. Right. And people though, like, are always you can't like,
1: pull it away from the religion. Yeah. You know, it's, it's well, cause like people are always Jesus. fighting, you know,
0: keep the Christ in Christmas. And it's like, yeah, though, we have to separate those two things at this point because Christmas is not about Jesus. It's just not anymore. And I feel like that's okay. We just have to separate the two.
1: The Jesus part is a total choice. Yeah. That's yeah. It's, when when people are saying Merry Christmas, they are obviously not saying... Uh, Thank God Jesus, Jesus was born. be with you. Yeah, and this is the day Jesus was born. Right. But, you know, when I have a family one day, I will ser- celebrate Christmas as, you know, today we remember that Christ was born, and and it's this really miraculous and beautiful, majestic moment in human history where God became man and the whole world was shaken by it and everything got really crazy for a little while. And I'm just picturing you as a, a cool story. as
0: a parent being like kids sit down we're talking about Jesus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they ain't going to be heathens. That's for sure.
0: Cause I just feel like when you say Merry Christmas, the first thing you think of is not anything regarding a religion. When you say Merry no, Christmas, I think it's very much Christmas trees, and and- Santa, it's all that stuff. Um,
1: but you also think of like um, uh, good, good tidings and hope and, and Definitely. peace and family, right? Like you don't always think like no, no but I, go buy things.
0: I would say like if we could somehow get imagery in people's brains of the first thing they think of when they hear a word, my guess is when people say Merry Christmas, it's going to be Santa, snow, Christmas trees. It's exactly. going to be one of those three things. Exactly. Um, yeah. and, and I
1: am a Christian. I still would say that that's what I think of. Right, because and then my Merry fourth Christmas thing would probably be Jesus, not, honestly. I
0: I would probably disagree with you. I think it's probably higher on the list than any other religion, but I would still say it's probably not even in the top ten.
1: No, my own personal one. Oh, what I'm okay. Like I'm saying, yes, <laughs> you're like I disagree with how you I disagree just said with you how think. your brain works, but yeah, no. no, I was saying like even I personally have a really strong um, belief in God, and I try to like pursue my spirituality very strongly. And um, and I still wouldn't say Jesus. Like if someone said, right. "What do you think of when you say Christmas?" I'd be like, uh, "Santa, snow, exactly. trees, Christmas lights, uh, carols." Um, oh yeah, Jesus. You know, like yeah. that's. Oh yeah, I it's forgot. Just, it's two different things. You know? Yeah, it's, it's just not a I really, season for for just celebrating Jesus. It's a season for right. celebrating hope.
0: Right, and Peace. I think I think this whole thing will die down, um, and because honestly, just for argument's sake, I am on probably more so on the side of people that are not for saying Merry Christmas. Like I'm mm-hmm. all for, I'd, I would honestly rather people just say happy holidays so that no one gets upset. And because I think, you know, we are, since we are so non-specific with this holiday, you know, it's just the safest thing to do is to say happy holidays. But, you know, after talking and I really do think that Merry Christmas is very nonspecific. Mm-hmm. I don't, I I just think it's so non-offensive to say Merry Christmas because I don't relate it to a religion. So it's just
1: yeah. It's just I feel it's like we talked this out
0: really well because I feel like going into yeah. it I was very much like we should say happy holidays. But now like talking it out it is so non-specific. I feel like I've said I said that 18 say, times, but
1: people say happy holidays to me and I'm just like completely unaffected by it. I, it doesn't matter at all to me. No. Because it's all about the intention. Start... Your intention exactly. is just wishing
0: them good. You know, have a yeah. great week. Have a good have a, time with your family. Have a good holiday. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: enjoy your family. Yeah. Enjoy. We just this time love rest. to get
0: angry. We love to like.
1: It's. I think it's that that PC thing that's like getting really uh, provocative and overstretched right now, where it's like that's not correct to just say something that somebody might not believe, and you're like, right? But it's Christmas, you know? Yeah. It's not like. What... It's not like I'm holding a a sign. You're going to hell on like the side of the street here. Right. Just, I'm just wishing. And like you said, it's (laughs) intentions, right? It's intentions. It is.
0: And that's the one thing that I really want our culture to start actually thinking about before getting upset, because we get so upset over the stupidest things. And it's like, really just look at the intention of what the person's trying to do. Not everyone who like says a certain word is meaning to offend you, Hmm. you know? and, Maybe one day we'll get that, but
1: Yeah, I think that there is um I think that that's a pretty good all encompassing rule. Off the top of my head, obviously I haven't thought about it past the last ten seconds that you said, yeah. you know, but I do think intention I do think that intentions are are a huge majority of yeah. how we solve a lot of conflicts.
0: So to end it, we just wanna end with a funny story and Barlow, my roommate, we I have so many funny stories regarding Barlow, like Whenever He's I so think funny. of him, I just smile because mm-hmm. I left so much in his company. Um, so what He's he says is, um, he says, hopefully part of this ends up in your podcast, blah, blah, blah. Um, I did enjoy the reference to my coin deposit at the Pentecostal church. So we did talk about it. Uh. Um, and then he said, John, were you with me when I went to St. Mary's? And then he put in quotes, it's not money. So yes, I was. So we <laughs> had to go, I think it was it was for one of our classes, we had to go to a different church. We did, yes. Okay, so you you did that as well. I took this course. Yeah, we went to the Catholic Church in Huntington, and you know they their traditions are very different than you know evangelical in regards to you know rituals and saying prayers Mm -hmm. and um, and doing the what's it called where they do the money. I'm trying to think of the word. Tithe. No, where they come around and it's not communion, but they take. uh, Come on, come on. I don't know. The they they collect money. You know, they pass around the things. What's it's that called? It's not a tithe? I mean, I guess it's technically people are putting their tithe money in. So everyone knows what I'm doing. Donations?
1: Talking about. Offerings?
0: Uh, offering. That's what it is. Okay. That's I, the common I said term. offering. Did you? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't listening. You um, were like, no, so, the other one. Okay. So, I'm sorry. I guess just to set it up, we, we were this was one of those times where like we were giggling because it was just like you're not you cannot giggle. And so, you know, when you can't laugh, everything is just mm-hmm. so funny. That's and, true. And, you know, in Catholic Church, it's so much, it's more, it's a ton more formal than the churches that we're used to going to. Um, so when it came around to do the offering, they came down, the rows were really long. So, you know, and the seats were probably, because they were pews, they probably could fit eight people. So they came around with these offering bags on these sticks. And they Mm -hmm. would, like, go, like, from the first person and then go all the way down to the person on the end. And that's where we were sitting. And so, um, so when they came to our row, they, like, shot out the thing. And Barlow, being sweet Barlow, he, like, got out money. But in the basket was just these little envelopes. So I guess what they did is, you know, they put their offerings into envelopes and then put it in. And Barlow, when it came down to him, he, like, had his money ready. And then he saw all these envelopes. He was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, it, it, it's not money, it's not money. I don't know what to do. And so, and oh the guy, God. you have to. This guy was like running down the, um, the the aisle right, so it's because a intense, it's really he's quick. Like, go, go, go. Exactly, go. he's going from mm-hmm. one to the other, like getting him in. And so the guys just like he puts it out there real quick, and then Barlow's like doesn't know what to do, <laughs> and and it was just so funny. Like we were laughing so hard, but he he, I don't know why we have so many stories with offerings with him. Barla yeah, that's just, really funny. I mean, brings... in a
1: giggly state if something like that happened, oh, I can gosh. just imagine you would be gone cuz yeah. I would be gone. Yeah, I would just was... be like, I can't right now. This is too funny. And
0: it was such an inappropriate time to laugh, but it was we did.
1: I've heard so many stories of people laughing in Catholic churches because it's yeah. the best time to laugh whenever you're not supposed to laugh.
0: Exactly. And it just feels so good. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: It it weirdly does. Yeah, oh. you're like, I can't believe this is funny, but it is. Yeah.
0: So that's our it story. It does.
1: Yeah. That's really funny.
0: Yeah. So to end our episode, I think we're just going to say what our favorite Christmas movie is. Correct? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, mine to go first is it's a wonderful life. I didn't see it until a few years ago. Actually, it was one of those like on my list of shame movies and I watched it and I was, Oh yeah. I was so moved and it was so beautiful and I still love it now. I mean, it's like a three year tradition. (laughs) It's not a long tradition, Uh but I do watch it every year now and I, I really do love it. What's yours?
0: Um, I don't know if I'm going to get judged by this, but probably the holiday with Kate oh, really? Winslet, Jude Law, Jack Black. People love that
1: movie. I got to see it.
0: It's so it's it's such a good and it's a romantic comedy. So it's such a good mix between like a romantic comedy that isn't too. I don't want to say the word girly Schmulzy? because I don't want to put oh, that okay. gender stereotype on it. But you know, classic. It, <laughs> I know, but it was it was a romantic comedy that really i could relate to in a way and it's just it's funny mm-hmm. it's it know, looks so during... tender and it i really love that is. about
1: certain christmas movies like they're just it's so really tender. really good wow I was... <laughs> my voice went way up on that <laughs> tender tender
0: um it and it's it's just it's a feel-good movie and you know that people in it are really good oh cameron Diaz, mm-hmm. she's the other one derp oh um, that's right it's just you have to see it. you so you haven't seen it at all ever
1: i haven't you think i would have given kate winslet yeah Maybe this is the year though. This is the year that I watched another be. holiday movie that I've been missing out on.
0: Exactly. But that's probably that's the first one that came to mind. But
1: I'll let you know what I think of it. Okay. You're not the first person to say that that's a really great Christmas movie though. Oh,
0: good. But that's all. So,
1: I can't judge you yet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'll judge you after but I watch soon.
1: it and go, "Excuse
0: me." Uh-huh.
1: Anyways, um this when the next episode comes out it will have been Christmas. So to everyone who's listening to this episode, we, we hope you had a great time listening and Merry Christmas. Enjoy time with your family. Happy holidays. Is, you know what? We can say both and <laughs> you could give me that silly grin and I don't care. Uh-huh. But um, enjoy, yeah, enjoy the time off. Enjoy. Um, yeah. Enjoy your family. Enjoy peace. Enjoy. enjoy rest. Enjoy snow. If you're yeah. into that stay sort of things, yeah. stay off the news. news. Exactly. This is the watch time of Netflix. year where you can, yeah, you can watch all the Netflix you want, and then we'll eat we'll all, all come the back stuff you're not supposed to eat. Yeah, do that too. Drink a yeah. lot of liquor. That's where I'm gonna be. Yeah, do it. It's gonna be great. Sit by fireplaces. Go sledding. Play with your dog. Okay. We Three can hours stop. later, we're like <laughs> making cookies. Yeah, exactly. Making snowy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But we
0: hope you guys have a great uh, holiday season and Christmas, mm-hmm. and yeah, we'll see you guys on the Flippity flop.
1: Yeah. We'll see uh we'll see you in the new year.
0: Yeah. Bye.